Wave Troubleshooters John Bowl, Natalia Martinez, and Mark Stevens take you behind the investigation on Wave Now. To another episode of Troubleshooters Behind the Investigation podcast. I'm Natalia Martinez, and I'm joined here by the awesome John Bull to talk about one of his latest investigations, which has been going on for a couple of years now. Eight years. Okay, so tell me the name of the character in your story. Okay, it's Gary Thompson. Well, his AKA. Uh, he's known all over the world. You just Google it, Bogus Beggar. There have been more routines, more comedy bits done off of our video worldwide. If you just Google it, it's it's unbelievable. So I think at, it, during the last story, he really has had enough of you. I think. Yeah, I can't really get near him anymore. Um, he kind of he flipped this time. This was the uh, this was the third story uh, that we've done. This started back in 2014. Started over in Lexington, actually, uh, and it was kind of a big story over there because uh, Lexington police actually called a press conference to warn people about this guy who was faking a mental disability named Gary Thompson. About how old was he then? You know, I don't know. Early 30s. 30s, maybe? early 30s, and uh, what made it interesting drew our attention here over in Louisville was Lexington is, is feeding us stories on it, and the reporters engaged him out on the street outside the press conference, and which you'll uh, you'll see in, in my stories. And he demonstrated for reporters how he fakes his act, his mental disability act, anyway. And uh, and then he says, "I gotta go, go y'all. I gotta go make some money." And that is what that is what made people really really mad. So, mm-hmm. sometime later, a few weeks, maybe a month later, we spotted him here in Louisville right by the Franciscan kitchen next to Wave That's over like here. A block away. A block away from us and uh, getting a free lunch. And someone said, hey, isn't that the bogus beggar guy we just had on TV? And I said, yeah. And so I started following him around, which led to story number one. And then he went to federal prison for f- almost four years. And uh, so we didn't see him for a while. And then when he got out, he went back to doing the same thing here in 2020-ish. So is that what he went to prison for? He went to prison for, and we reported this as well, for um, Medicaid fraud, disability fraud. For The feds, once our story aired, the feds took a closer look at him and determined that he was also... I believe he got $106,000 fraudulently in Medicaid benefits. Mm-hmm. And he had a job, correct? He did not have a job when I met him. But before, because he, didn't you say he had? He got, he, he, he received, as when he was a child, he received, his family received millions of dollars mm-hmm. in a settlement for, for an accident uh, that he was involved in where he was, where he was hit. But, uh, and in, in, in no, nowhere, though, was there any mention of any kind of a uh, mental disability that mm-hmm. he had. And he, and he has exemplified it many times that he's, you know, he's so fine. So he himself has admitted to what he does. Yes, yes. And, and after the second story I did, he, he admitted that he would turn his life around and, and not do this stuff anymore. Then he went away again. And uh, people were asking me, what happened to Bogus Beggar? I said, I don't know. And then... Uh, we did. We were looking at some court records one day, and and uh, and then he wrote us a letter, and it turns out he he was in jail for almost a year for a stabbing incident. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he got out, that's where we pick it up with round three of the bogus beggar. Let's go ahead and play the story now as we take you through uh, the entire odyssey of Gary Thompson. Okay. You had him on page, John. Okay. So, 
part part of the complaints are that you're doing this mentally ill thing again. Gary Thompson doesn't like talking to me anymore. To understand why, we have to go back to 2014. I appreciate you guys busting me. <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at it, really good. I clear about $100,000 a year doing this. While Lexington police held a press conference to warn people about a guy faking a mental disability act to rake in big bucks, that guy was demonstrating it right outside. My, my bead boy, I'm just playing. I got to go, y'all. I got to make some money. He was jailed and chased out of places all around Kentucky, earning the nickname the Bogus Beggar. Whenever I ask you for money, I won't act mental. And then I spotted him in Louisville. He seemed to be okay when no one was looking, so I put on a hidden camera and tried to walk by. Please help, but, but spare my, my wheelchair today and all my coins. Somebody take it. You fell out of your wheelchair today? Yeah, my need to get butt spare, get back home. What is your name? My name is Gary Davis. Gary Davis? Nice to meet you. When I pulled out a visible camera, everything changed. Uh, you're really Gary Thompson. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm, my name is John Ball with Wave. Been watching you. You're the guy, you're the bogus beggar guy that makes $100,000 a year, right? No. Yeah, yeah, you are. You, you, got, you got a degree in speech pathology? No. And you're able to change your voice? I've seen all the stories on you. That is a lie. Gary, I know what your deal is now. Let's just be real here, okay? I'm not doing no deal. Leave me off camera. No uh, one will be on it. Don't you feel bad doing this, faking it like this when there are real people I'm out not here? I'm faking nothing. After that report, the feds started investigating Gary Thompson, and soon he would plead guilty to falsely representing his mental condition in order to collect $106,000 in disability and Medicaid benefits over four years. The judge tacked on 50 15 more months to the plea agreement for a total of 42 months. When he got out, guess what he went back to doing? And guess who put on a disguise and hidden camera again? I would like a big red and $2 for bus fare, please. $2 for bus fare? Uh, $1.50 there and $1.50 back, so that makes $2, right? $1.50 and $1.50. How much that equals? $3. The Mental Disability Act changed when I pulled out another camera again. You're still faking your condition, embellishing your condition. No, sir, I'm not. I'm not conditioned. Well, when I first walked up on you, you had you kind of had your voice changed. Yeah, I have I have personality, different personalities at times. The doctor tells me. What do you say to people who say you're you're you didn't learn anything in prison? You're still faking your condition. They're liars. I'm not faking any condition. But isn't that what you were convicted of, of faking your condition with the, no. getting government money? I pled guilty, yes. What are you going to do next? Try to get a job somewhere and do the right thing and straighten my life up. But Gary Thompson didn't straighten his life up. For all the people who've asked me whatever happened to the bogus beggar, I discovered he wound up jailed here at Metro Corrections for most of this year after a stabbing melee at a Third Street apartment. The police report charging him with two counts of assault notes in an argument over some cigarettes that reminded him of an eight ball of cocaine and $65 he lost earlier. Thompson struck the victim with his fist, stood up from his wheelchair and attempted to stab victim one. Victim number two was also stabbed in the torso. Then Thompson stabbed himself, saying he wanted to die. After a psychiatric evaluation, Thompson was found competent for trial. Then in July, he pleaded guilty got probation, got back out on the streets of Louisville, 
and I immediately started getting complaints ranging from the same old act to an attempted jewelry theft at a local mall. So I put on another disguise and a hidden camera, and he tries to get my attention as I walk by him on 4th Street. I can't hear you. What? The law is ours. The Lord is ours? The law. The law is ours? What do you mean? He's mumbling incoherently like a person with mental illness. What do you mean the law is ours? The law is ours. The Lord. Huh? The Lord. The Lord is ours? Everything changes when he figures out who I am. Are you John Bolt? Yes. You got, you got a hidden camera? Hey, Gary. When I come back with a cameraman, Thompson is perturbed. Do you know why people would be calling me to complain about you? I think I have an idea. You have an idea? Yeah. What's that? Homeless, I'm hungry. You're homeless and hungry? And I ask for food, yeah. And I ask for money for food, yes. Do that in my face, John. Okay, so part part of the complaints are that you're doing this mentally ill thing again. I mean, mentally ill, I'm not sure what I'm going to do to you, John. What's that? I'm not sure what I'm going to do to you. John. The microphone disabled. The interview over. But the cash keeps coming. In a letter he wrote to waive maintaining his innocence, Thompson writes, Please do not refer to me as the bogus beggar in this broadcast. P.S. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, It is better a hundred guilty persons escape than one innocent person should suffer. What a crazy story. <laughs> Sometimes truth is harder to believe than fiction. He's quite the actor, isn't he? I mean, the one dollar, one fifty, yes, and one fifty to, to get in, yes. and that's rather ironic because for someone who you know gets so much money, he can't yes. add a dollar fifty. Yeah, I got. I wish I would have brought it with me here. I got a. The day this story aired, that story aired. Uh, the next day, I got a photo sent from me from him on Fourth Street in this. Pimp daddy get up here with chains and all that and a sign that says uh, This man is a fraud like messing with me messing with me, <laughs> with a full nice outfit on so uh, I mean he is a character for what that's worth and I, I continue of all and we get a lot of complaints, right? Mm -hmm. I get nobody is responsible for more complaints that I've gotten than Gary Thompson from so, people. I have a question Do you think that through the years? He started to develop Actual issues, because no, because when you when you talk to him, he he's he's fine, like he's he's fine. He's as smart as you and me. So does he do anything else that you know of outside of just begging for money? Not that I know of. And uh, basically, he works an area until he gets kicked out. Uh, that story there, that third confrontation was in the 4th Street area by 4th Street Live. I watched him there for several nights, um, but this all started when I started getting reports of him around. He was out at J Mall. That was a security guard told me that he, he uh, and another guy tried to steal jewelry. He was complaining about that. These people who, by the way, are my tipsters on this guy are on a mission. Like mm -hmm. They, they want to see him you know, go back to jail. So where does he live? How much do you have any indication of how much money he actually does have? I, I don't know. I don't know. Like the hundred thousand dollar figure was from him. He claimed that he made way back in twenty fourteen ish in in the Lexington when the story debuted in Lexington. He claimed he made a hundred thousand dollars doing that a year. No way of verifying that. Mm -hmm. He claimed he had a degree in speech pathology. I've not been able to verify that as well. Do you know where he lives? I do not know where he lives. I think he lives in the downtown area mm -hmm. right now because I've seen him here over by McDonald's on Broadway 
maybe a week ago. As far as you know, um, he when he grabs your mic and comes at you, um, do you think that he's got some type of a physical disability yes. yeah, where I, he does I, have to use the wheelchair? What we've we've seen him many times getting out of the wheelchair. You know, so the question there is: Is that used as a prop as well? No, he's got he's got he's got physical issues from that accident as a kid. It's the mental disability that he's faking. Yes, for empathy, as you could see. Right. So, were you a little nervous? I mean, at this point, did you you already knew that he was accused of stabbing someone when you approached him? Yes, and I've heard reports that he could have a gun and could have a knife and all that. No, I was not nervous. I mean, we have a long-standing relationship. As you can see. <laughs> How would you describe that relationship? That's volatile now. Mm -hmm. uh, volatile. He's, he's pretty upset with us. He told me he's, he sued us years ago, but we never saw the lawsuit. Mm -hmm. So you don't know exactly where he is now. He's in the downtown. He's been working the downtown area still. still. He, he gets on buses and he goes to places like Churchill Downs. I've had many... I, I, I don't go a week without multiple messages, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, emails, and phone spotting calls. Spotting him. Spotting him. A lot of southern Indiana until he was kicked out of there. A lot of, like, J-Mall area, mm -hmm. East End. Uh, but he's downtown right now. What do you think it is about what he does? Why does he continue doing it? Because there's a lot of money there. The uh, I did a previous investigation of... The we were we were asked to check on the enforcement. Remember when? Um, remember when? A lot of people don't realize panhandling is legal. There was a Supreme Court decision. Mm -hmm. I don't know, three, four, or five years ago, uh, that panhandlers have a, you have a right to back. And then the Metro Council had to stop. So the Metro Council tried to, so many people were angry about that, the Metro Council tried to come back and, and put parameters, like you can't be out in a median, you can't be out in the street. So I did a story on, is that still a problem? And I showed a lot of that going on. And, um, and so, you know, and police weren't really enforcing that heavily, the whole, you know, being out and, and doing that. But the most fascinating part of the story to me was I interviewed several people about this lifestyle of panhandling. And they told me, and I, my video confirmed it as I watched them for long periods of time, they make about anywhere from $25 to $35 an hour. An hour? An hour. An hour. You're kidding. Multiple people told me that in, the, in what I witnessed seem to confirm that. I mean, that, yeah, that's uh, anywhere from a sixty dollars to $80,000 salary. Yes. And it did the, uh, the juxtaposition that stood out in my mind as I watched the, this at, that, at the time shooting that story was there was an MSD worker in the ditch working his butt off, probably making less money than the guy standing at the street corner right next to him Just begging, making for. $35 an hour. Yeah. Do you know what um, what he spends the money on? Well, it would appear to be, he, he's been in jail. We had all those mug shots. He's been in jail a lot mm -hmm. for a lot of different things that I don't even have the time. That was a five minute story. I don't have the time to get into all the things he's been in jail for, but cl clearly he's got a drug issue. Mm -hmm. I mean, that stabbing was over $65 he lost in a, in a cocaine deal earlier in the day. So, yeah. So where does the name Bogus Beggar come from? Somebody came up with it back in 2014-ish. Uh, uh, someone started calling him that stuck. over there in the Lexington area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the fact that he kind of mocks you and he's still in Louisville in a community where so many people know who he is. He gets mad when people, because every day people will say, hey, you're the bogus beggar. Do, and he gets mad about that. So, and 
I, we saw there he asked you not to call him the bogus beggar anymore. Um, but do some people still have sympathy for him and still yes. give him money? Yes. The one of my confrontations with him, they literally a guy looked, watched the whole thing go down, and walked right up to him and gave him money, like as a shot at me. And that's what we saw in that video there. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that was it. That's yeah. the guy. Yeah, that's um, the guy. So, do you ever, on the flip side of this, do you ever get messages saying, you know, leave this guy alone? Uh, there, it was interesting. The the responses and the comments this last time that that story aired. Yeah, any in the end. There were one or two people who basically were taking the position that I was bullying this poor guy and that I should stop and that if you're homeless, you have a right to pretty much do anything, to which I said, yeah, but he's, he's, faking. he's faking a mental condition and literally stealing from taxpayers, you know, mm-hmm. $100,000. Well, I, and also I think that it shows a total disregard for people who actually do have a mental disability who, um, you know, have to resort to certain things. And that's the, the problem that we weigh every time we want to do these stories, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't want to, you don't want to take away from them. Right. Um, well, that's why, you know, there's an app now where you can send money, you know, don't give them cash. You hear this over and over right. again. Um, former council member, David Yates, um, he was pushing that for a while. Um, so, you know, if somebody encounters the bogus beggar and, uh, what, what would you want them to know? Uh, grab your phone, five, take five minutes before you, uh, give him money and just Google, bogus beggar wave and watch the story and see if you still feel the same way. And then watch him speak normally. Yeah. Versus. Exactly. Exactly. Versus Maybe strike up a conversation with him too. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. You know. see, I mean, see for yourself through your own investigation. Don't rely on me. <laughs> so what happens next? Uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to lay back and see what happens. Like we've been doing for six or eight years now. Uh, I'm sure the story's not over yet because he's still around. All right. Well, I'm sure it's not over yet, and I'll be curious to see where he pops up next. Me too. We still got our eyes on him. Still getting reports every week. All right, Bull. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we're going to have a lot more stories coming up on this podcast. Until next time, I'm Natalia Martinez. I'm John Bull. Thanks for joining us.